Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Just a Sip. Before we begin with my next guest, I want to warn everybody before you listen that some of the topics we discuss may be a trigger for some. While it may be hard to hear, and I don't blame you if you want to turn away, but just know it's a powerful conversation. So without further ado, please welcome teen mom and best-selling author and entrepreneur. I mean, this woman has done everything in Hollywood. Please welcome Farah Abraham. I'm so excited to have you here, you guys. I'm sitting with Farah Abraham, a woman who has been in the public eye for how many years now? I don't know. It's going to make me old if I say so. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy because I remember the last time I interviewed you, one of my producers said to me, you know, she's always so defensive in interviews, like be careful. And, you know, I looked at her and I said, of course, she's always defensive in interviews. I feel like the press just wants to come for her all the time, every time. What was it like being so young in this new environment and having, you know, everyone throwing knives at you at one time? Yeah, I think that's such a good way, I guess, to start off with. I mean, you know, being young, I don't think was the issue. I think others really not, I guess, allowing my narrative as like the girl of who I was to just be heard. And I think that's what makes people defensive. If I'm not right or if I'm wrong, just let me know. But if people are not heard for who they are or what they're trying to achieve or their core, they get very defensive. And I was made out to be, you know, a woman in adult entertainment, and I wasn't. I was made out to be someone who didn't love or consider their mom, but I really do. Or maybe I'm a bad mom and I'm really like one of the best moms. So I think anyone would kind of be defensive on that. And I know now is really hearing people for truly what they're striving or who they are. And I think that's kind of a different, a difference now. Yeah. I mean, look, it used to piss me off when people came for your parenting. Like I'm like, talk about anything but her parenting because it's hard. Does it still affect you the way it did years ago? No, of course not. My life has gone in such a different atmosphere um, for me, like developing TV now and working on the back end. I would say therapy and all those good things are still number one to me. And my daughter, Sophia, has started. She's going to middle school now. So I think, yeah, mental health and wellness, you can achieve all your goals, no matter the, the hurdles. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned your mom. I watched the show yeah. 16 and Pregnant and watched Teen Mom and seeing you and your mom go through that difficult time. Do you look back on it now being a parent and say, damn, now I realize what she was trying to say? Oh my gosh, you asking me that right now is like, I think I've always realized what my mom has tried to say. I think my mom is in a very different place um, as a person. And I think a lot of us need to understand what is truly going on in our households at home that we're watching, that we're yeah. not talking about, whether it's, you know, mental illness or it's disabilities. And I think a lot of that was just never really shared. And I think I learned, you know, just using me as an example, I don't want to speak for anyone who's not here, but I learned that I had severe ADHD and I learned that I had some other severe issues that I never took the time to take care of or think about that impacted my life. Um, and I think, you know, less drama yeah. will bring some, you know, better health standards and better communication to your life. What's it like now that you have the words and the tools to talk about and recognize your mental, mental health? Because I think a lot of times in relationships, whether it be mother, daughter, or husband, wife, or brother, sister, we don't have the names and the resources to let ourselves know what we are going through or what others are going through. And when we have those words, we can solve issues and move past issues more easily. It's like night and day, isn't it? It's like the, yes. the student has shown up to be taught. Um, and I think relationships for my mom and my dad both, like they have blossomed, as you saw through like the different therapy shows, the essential shows I specifically was like, I am going to do for my family to help us you see them growing. You saw them get divorced. You saw them get remarried. You see them having yeah. marriages now. And I'm just very proud, you know, looking over, not knowing any of the names, becoming of age myself and trying to figure things out. And uh, it's a beautiful, crazy mess that we all need to embrace. Yeah. Did you see the headline that Kim Kardashian said this thing about how she is afraid for her kids to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians because there's a lot of things in her life that she's going to have to explain to them at some point? Um, I did not see that, but I think that so relates to a lot of parents who recently in the news have been saying, you know, it will come across hypocritical or it will come across as something bad to their kids when they see it. I, for one, am the mom who's like, I'm turning on teen mom and we're, we're watching it because this mama ain't got nothing to hide but to learn from. Um, but I think uh, that's why I'm a little different. And I, you know, the angry Farah that some of us saw was really like, my parents don't tell me where they came from. My parents don't really let me know things. And my grandparents want to talk to me about like their secrets and their upbringing as I turned 30 this year, that's what I really looked back and I said was like, if my parents can't be honest with me and how they judged me and how they treated me a little bit when I was a teenager, like holding me up to like this. Yeah. So like you can't lose someone and go out and date you like and or, you know, just to be told that I'm so promiscuous, but I'm in my 20s. Um, yeah. And to learn really what happens with your parents and then to see, you know, how they treat you that's it gets hypocritical it gets hurtful and i think a lot of the celebrity moms should learn now yeah <laughs> not gonna. um this team mom knows to be very transparent and very honest so sophia's got an awesome mom and i'm ready for her crazy years 
<laughs> for sure. Well, I mean, look, you live them and you're not a, you're not ashamed of them. No. Um, and I don't think any child is a mistake or any pregnancy no. is a mistake. I think a pregnancy is a blessing, but you know, the timing for you was a little bit, you know, not off, but it was, it was early. How- I have a hurricane. I feel like everything in my life is a hurricane. Um, and I went through another hurricane recently turning 30. So I'm like, what is with these hurricanes? But those are, whether it's good or bad, those are the things that push us to like another level of living. So I have to say it in a positive way. For sure. <laughs> but but I mean, looking at your own life and being a mom at 17 and seeing the sacrifices that you had to make, how are you as a mom going to, you know, make sure your daughter doesn't have to sacrifice her senior prom oh, or yeah. her college years? Oh my God, we'll get this. This is so great. Sophia was just like, so mom, I can't be keep like, I can't keep homeschooling because like freshman year of high school is a very big year. And I was like, Sophia, I was already planning on you going back to public school for freshman year if it's so important. Um, But those are kind of the things that we do talk about. It's like, we don't want to sacrifice some of these beautiful moments that she read in like my book, My Teenage Treatment did. Like those prom moments, those things. And I don't want to hold any child back from those experiences. But I was happy when COVID happened and it was like a chastity belt for people at prom. Like I'm not yes. um so I just know there's a little give and take for me. I, I I'm not gonna say like Sophia's ever going to do the same things as her dad and I did or like my grandparents. She is no, she's gonna have sex. Yeah like like kids now are being can be born on Netflix and streaming. Like they have a whole other toolkit of craziness to deal with. I am just there to support Sophia and get her through. Like I'm getting a JD. I got the law down. I'm here to support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it now that you turn 30? Cause like I turned 30 a few years ago. 33. Yeah. I remember turning 30 and I remember saying to myself, I wish that did not exist on the internet. Like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like, oh my God. Is there one thing in your life that you wish you can just scrub off the internet? I think I would get rid of all of Teen Mom with people asking me, do you have regrets? (laughs) That's, That's what it would be because I think I learned so much in my therapy and all the stuff that I continue to do. Like, stop looking at your life negatively. Stop saying like, that's bad. Like if I didn't go through it, then I wouldn't stop. And like, that's what I see. I see some of my friends who are maybe in their fifties and they want to do stuff that I was doing in my twenties. So I'm not really like holding myself back or doing anything. I think I played out everything in the time it was supposed to be. I'm just happy. It's all out of the way now that I'm in my thirties because and I'm just like, wow, I'm so lucky. I got that out of the way. (laughs) 100%. You know, your thirties are for falling in love. Well, God, I, you know, I've been praying, you know, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on that. (laughs) Is it hard to date when people have this preconceived notion that you're going to be sassy? You're going to want to fight. You want to be wild in bed. Like when they swipe right, they probably think they're getting some crazy exotic animal. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that's what they've all thought. Um, But I actually took myself off of dating dating apps or dating anything shows. Um, I think like one of the last shows, X on the Beach I did with the MTV. Yeah. Uh, because I just realized that I have been paid so much to be on dating shows <laughs> that it's kind of 
going backwards and being counterproductive for me to be on apps and those things. But I also, not to put it like a wrench in it, I've traveled all over the world to, for dating TV stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I've put myself out there again. I put myself out there so much. I've done so much in my 20s that I don't really care to kind of waste any more time on it. But I did tell Sophia recently, like, hey, I will not be dating for four years because I recently was assaulted, but I also recently feel like it's not a safe environment for me to really date. Yeah. A lot of people have been very, very touchy on their outlooks on life. And I just am, you know, like in my family, no one has to agree with each other. No yeah. one has to believe the same things. No one has to do the same things. But I think the world has just changed. And that's what I also had to tell Sylvan. I'm like, you're dating in a different world than I have even dated in so yeah i've just kind of said i'm not going to date for four years and i feel really like kosher with that you brought up an assault and yeah. you know i read about your assault was it somebody that you were seeing no it was actually somebody i didn't know and i know that's very different for a lot of people who've been assaulted um that's also happened within my family so i've always been super supportive to people you know who have been who have gone through that mm -hmm. yeah who've gone through that i've supported so many in my family with like with therapy and those things you know showing concern i think that's yes. the thing for those who are assaulted so and i was definitely like others not shown concern by the people who were there and my close friends. Um, so yeah, I've just realized it's very hard even just trying to get out after COVID because there's a lot of crime after COVID. Yes, yes. <laughs> Have you pressed charges and everything? I would say the smartest thing to do is go ahead and do your kit. They have these things called rape kits. They have help centers. They have helplines. So I definitely, if anyone's listening or watching who's been assaulted, I took care of it, even with being told not to be that girl. Don't be that girl who is. That's you know, up. Yeah, that's really messed up of friends, you know, quote unquote, uh, friends saying that and women. So I just want to say, no matter if you're a woman, a man, somebody who is a child, somebody who's been assaulted. Speak up. I've seen full hand from my experiences and continuing. Even tomorrow I go and I update my chart. A lot of hard work that it takes to stand up for yourself, stand up for our rights, um, stand up. But for the, the emotional, the emotional toll that it must take on you, one, not only to go through an assault and to live through it and have to relive it, but okay. to have friends yeah. tell you not to be that girl and not to support you in that way. That okay. would be the hardest part for me. And it was a very hard time. And I am going to have to say, I am thankful for the dad I have. And I am thankful for the daughter I have. Because if it wasn't for those two people hearing and seeing what I had to go through, maybe I would have just crumbled and waited like a year before I dealt with it. But I think God's timing is so perfect as it always has been, even with a mess in my life. But if I wouldn't have turned that in, investigations opened with multiple other women that same week and from the same guy yeah and so i have to say ladies and gentlemen and kids you just trust your heart and your gut instincts because you could have the world telling you you're wrong and you're this and you're that but god's got your back so um i'm fortunate and um it's you know what the legal process is not easy but i've always won all legal cases even recently so I feel like, you know, let things 
let things uh, play out. Yeah, let them sit yeah. out. I'm going to ask you a few questions and you can say too personal. I don't want to go there. But I often wonder when you hear that there are multiple people that the person that attacked you has done this to, is your first thought, I'm so glad I'm not going th through this by myself. I think power in numbers. Or do you think, I can't believe he's done this to other people as well? So I do think all of all of everyone who is assaulted each in their own individualistic way, they are on their own in their own sense, no matter what. Like I personally haven't talked to another victim of uh, the person who assaulted me um, just because I'm just trying to move on with my life and not be triggered right now. It's been very difficult. It's been very fresh for me and it's been very hard. Um, it's really impacted my life. And I think those others who were not heard and were not listened to or who were silenced prior from yeah. like, telling me, because I literally don't read the news about it. You know, it's been years. It's been like decades. And either they took the money to be silenced or they did whatever. But I'm like, I'm a woman of justice. So I'm like, oh, no, yeah. so I have this on the record. And I'm tired of people acting like I'm not telling the truth about I don't know if it's like a sexist thing, like, don't be that girl or like, is that girl telling the truth? I'm just trying to do the right thing. And I think also when you brought up, oh, I'm, you know, like, I'm not alone, like I'm empowered, there's other people. Like, yes, I was grateful to hear that because I yeah. had people acting like I was crazy who I've known, but I wasn't. And that helped me. And I also have to say, there was someone in the community who had sent to me. Um, I don't know why these, these these little messages that are secret have always meant so much to me, even on Facebook from like Teen Mom Day One. But these little messages that came through of like, you know, none of those other women were mentioned, but like you were mentioned and like that person stepped down from a job. Like that helps me just know, like, I'm always trying to fight the good fight for making change. You know, if, yeah. if I'm like the one Teen Mom who can get other people a book deal or like make them feel like they don't need to be ashamed for being a teen mom or like make other women not feel ashamed for being assaulted, like just stand up and do the right thing. So those little things of like changing the cycle, like making a difference, like yeah. that's all I need. And, you know, I'm sorry that other people are hurt, you know? Yeah. I also think that if you weren't a mom to a daughter, maybe it would be different. Yeah, maybe it would. But you also like, it's like, no, I have a daughter and I have to make sure that this doesn't happen to her or that she feels like, I don't want to have to be like, well, it happened to me, but I didn't say anything. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's a lot of what has happened with my sphere around me. And I think a lot of them, and then it was actually probably like another realization in my life where a lot of people were like, whoa, go fair. Like she's doing something about this. I would never... I, I can't. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I hope whatever this is doing, it's doing something for good. But I clearly have never been one to just sit there and not say something. <laughs> you know, how this even happened is just ironic to be knocked out, you know, not able to be myself. So, yeah, I'm happy to be alive. Have you ever talked about what happened publicly? I don't, not at this time. Well, because my lawyer. So, yes. yeah, I'm so grateful for everything that I have. So I don't yeah. want to upset anyone, but I'm just, you know, for us, being I get able to it. Care, that's all. Yeah. Do you know? No, I get it. I get it. 
While local police have not commented about the claims made by Abraham or other specific victims, a spokesperson said in a statement to E! News, the Palm Beach Police Department can confirm an open investigation involving Dominic Fapoli. However, we are unable to disclose the nature of the investigation, the nature of his involvement, or other details at this time in order to preserve the integrity of the active and ongoing investigation. The former mayor has denied their claims and has not been charged with a crime. On Friday, May 21st, he said in a statement to multiple outlets, it is with a heavy heart that I'm resigning effective today. I've always and will always maintain that I did not engage in any non-consensual sexual acts with any woman. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm sure you've seen all the going on with Chrissy Teigen right now in the press. I hope she's in a better place. I know I was bombarded with Chrissy Teigen madness, and I hope she's just in a better place, you know? She said that she has apologized to people who she's hurt in the past. Okay, and I understand that with some of my friends, but I still have not been apologized to. So I did point blank say, I've just noticed her habitual behavior where she will say things and go mute and or block things and then actually not follow through with what she says. Again, that is hypocriticalness and I don't tolerate it. I feel like, I'm actually just gonna ask you. If Chrissy Teigen reached out to you and said, I would love to have a sit down conversation with you because I feel like the things that I've said to you in the past were hurtful. How would you react to that? Would you be open to forgiving her or even sitting with her and talking about it? So I am always open to sitting with someone and apologizing or confronting the situation and moving forward. Um, I've done that with Kate Lowell from Teen Mom on Couples Therapy Reunion. And those things are hard. Those things are not easy. She admitted that she might be canceled forever and she doesn't see the end in sight. Do you think that the punishment matches a crime? I, I guess so. I would agree with that. I don't understand why someone just can't become a better version of themselves and step up. So that's a little bit of a letdown for me. I don't think anybody should be canceled. I have fought for people to not be canceled in my career when people said, no, this person should be done. They said X, Y, and Z, because I don't think that you get to make a mistake and then lose your livelihood and your job. However, I will say if you come at somebody publicly on a public platform, such as Twitter, if I were in your shoes, I would be able to forgive Chrissy Teigen, but I would need you to do it publicly as well. Because it's the same, you know, if you're going to say something one way, you need to apologize the same way. But I just know the longer somebody waits to do something when they claim they've already done it, I I don't know what to tell you. It seems very, it seems like, oh, wow, I actually feel let down for that person because they cannot step up to, to do the right thing. I just wish the best for her, her marriage and her family. I often wonder, like, do you ever look at these girls who are on reality TV? Like, I know where you were and you don't have to be this person. I empathize and sympathize with them all. And I know how to, well, I mean, I continue to educate myself. So I know how to help them 
like for decades farther. Um, and I'm excited to, if I ever take that leap in my career and my life, I'm just so excited about my own life, but I, it does make me sad. You know, I talked to my daughter and I'm just like, Hey, so like, let's just talk about some of these awesome people who maybe do music and rapping and they came from reality TV and stuff. But the last thing I want to see my daughter is be, you know, a child star who is only yeah. getting attention on covers of magazines in a couple years for having babies and or having fights and or making bad life weird rocky road situations. Um, because I know, like I say to self, like I've been through that. I I know how to do everything and make your dreams come true. You don't need a guy yeah. network. You don't need a streaming platform. Like, girl, I got you. And yeah. I see a lot of the reality stars and I do see, you know, like some of my friends on Netflix, you know, they want to just keep repeating the same stepping stones that I've gone through and that I've done. Um, even, you know, backtracking to like award shows right now. And I just showed my daughter, you know, I talked to her about that. And I know that she doesn't need to be formulated success. She needs to go out there and be a trailblazer in her own way. I hope like her mom is trying to be. <laughs> it is yes. so different right now looking at talent and it is so different right now looking at agencies but that's what I do in my career though right now I feel like only in America and I don't know why because we all do it we've all seen a titty we've all had sex oh like, my god why? oh my god what are you talking about yeah yeah like I just find it weird that in America for some reason, we get so uptight about something that we all have been doing. Yeah, it's actually very weird. So for one of these things I'm developing, I actually got um, Time Magazine. Like if you go to like Walgreens or CVS, they have like women in the Bible. And it talks about like Babylon and America kind of being that Babylon. We are the most known or recognized nation for the most, I guess, pornography or adult. Yeah. And I think because I'm so Jesus, but yet I am so adult, I really have that balance because I'm 30 years old and I need to act like I'm a grown woman, not a teenager. But I felt, yeah, and I'm happy I didn't get stuck either. I, I do wonder, though, what work was doing to me by acting like I couldn't go be a woman and learn yeah. things. Because now when I'm in the real world of like real life and like people get assaulted, it's like, um, if I did not know what I was like as a woman, I really would have had a hard time talking to the investigator about some really serious stuff with me. When you're developing and writing characters, the less you live, the harder it is for you to write things. And I see that every day in work when like some people are even trying to write Disney stuff and they don't have yeah. kids, but yet they're working for Disney. It blows my mind, whether you want to talk about adult stuff or kids stuff, it blows my mind when no one will just let people live as much life as they need to live. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally had this conversation with somebody on IG Live the other day. Oh. I invited this woman into my IG Live because we were talking about Cardi B's new song with Normani oh. and yeah, like she's pregnant second time and like living her life. Sure. And somebody said, she's no role model to anybody and why does she always have to talk about sex and i said 
it. You rap about what you know. You write about what you know. It's your expression. And if the girl knows how to do the nasty real well, let her talk about it. And she came out of the hood and made a name for herself and got herself into a better financial situation for her and her children. And I think the same thing of you, like you took something that would have shut most people down and would have pigeonholed them into a life that they only knew that was in front of them, which was like living with the same person that they known and, you know, not really going after their dreams because they had to work, you know, nine to five and, and then a five to nine, but you took something and you used what you knew and you made a business out of it and said, you. And I have to say though, to like some of the people who you might chat with on IG live and like some of the things that I went through at different stages in my life, there was a time in my life where I was like, wow, why don't I just bring up everything that I see that I'm told not to do, but other people are allowed to do it. And when I started doing that, yes, it did make some newsy stuff that I did not realize it would make a stir over, yeah. but there was the time, and I know that we're talking about Cardi B, so I only think that it's right to continue on with Cardi B right now, but Cardi B, when she was, I was at a Coachella thingy, I believe Cardi B was performing, this was when she was pregnant with her first child, yes. she was performing, and she was, like, doing all this stuff while she was pregnant, right, and I was like, wow, maybe I should just make a point to the world by just saying, whoa, what, what if I did that as mom? And I by remember. me just saying, yeah, by me just saying that, it like strung off a bunch of stuff, but it actually forwarded the world in the way that it need, needed to. And that's all I was trying to do. It wasn't like really about me or the person. It was like, wow, we tell women that they're not supposed to be feeling sexy. They can't go work. I mean, most yes. women like up in their bed, in a bed for like six months and all this other stuff. But I was just like, we need to change this. And now I see some of my friends who are like on the covers of Playboys pregnant. Yes. We have Haunted Magazine with Emma Roberts, who is pregnant. You know, those are the things that I did not see growing up. And also women were not allowed to do. And like, oh, my yes. God. Yes. Ooh, ooh, what are you yeah. doing? Like, you yeah. know. But now it's like we have pregnancy all over. It's all welcome. I think the things that the world is really working on now is not letting those things get out of hand. Um, again, like you have women being exploited on the internet, but consent culture is not speaking loud enough. So you have Instagram and other people being like, no IG models. Well, yes. consented to IG model, but yet you're just blocking and taking down all the algorithms on good-looking people's sites, good-looking people's pages. It's so, so crazy. Yeah, so I think I just like to say some things sometimes that I know will elevate the conversation, not really towards, like, hurting someone or diminishing the growth that I believe in. But I think, like, wow, we've come to such a different place in the world. For sure. And it's so interesting because, you know, you wrote a memoir. Yeah. That's a self-help book called Dream 20s. You know, I had to try something through this crazy time. <laughs> it's so, no, it's so nuts, but you know. It was therapeutic, um, but then I also had to go back to the designers. I was so mentally out of my uh, mind going back through this that I realized a lot of the people who I put on to, to help me, which was very few because I didn't trust anyone anymore. After you get assaulted, you don't trust people. Yeah. So yeah, they just were updating it and going through different things to help me. I actually um, say 
everyone should write a book, especially through their 20s, because we're so judged through our 20s. So judged. Uh, now that you and we care. And we care. Yeah, and we care. But not in your 30s, bitch. <laughs> not in your 30s. Not in oh, your 30s. I don't give a in my 30s. That's I the 30s club. <laughs> I don't give a in my 30s. I have been exploring things. I have been trying things that I said I would never try. Not anything nuts. Like Not in the 30 dirty thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have my 30 dirty. <laughs> you know, but I just am like, fuck it. Like, and I'm more open-minded in my 30s and I'm less judgmental myself because we do what we know and we were taught as human beings to judge one another from when we were kids like we we heard our moms judging people so we just judge people and i think that's what hurts sometimes when people i i had somebody else interview me uh, a couple weeks ago and she was like well fair like all these people think like you don't like gay people and i'm like hold on i'm like what are we talking about this is like some serious negative stuff and she brought up like when i was on celebrity big brother and I was like, you gotta understand, like these challenges that probably aren't healthy to put people in as challenges on national television. Yeah. I'm a winner, man. If you want me to go in and go be an apocalypse and like junk up the whole room, I'm gonna go win it. But I was raised like Ken and Kurt, Bill and Bob. Like those are my yeah. like neighbors who like watched me for like my mom, my dad, like. I go, I don't think I have a problem with other people. I think like I've been attacked on every show I've been on and maybe like those people have a problem and nobody looks at a different narrative. And I have to say, as someone who's just looked back at myself from, again, watching people be judgy, teaching me judgy ways, I almost call it like just narrow mindedness. I don't want to be the narrow minded Iowa Midwest girl who I was. I love the Midwest. I miss it. Shoot, I just took a road trip and put down the window and let the flies hit. Yeah, yeah. But there is a mix of where you're raised and the good elevating you. And I think that's all I was trying to work through, through these crazy teen 20 years on national television. But then realizing, like we were talking about, like what would we do different in TV? And like we have that opportunity right now. I just want other people to go through TV not being banged up and hurt and like being pushed more down. I wanted to live a fuller life and like help the world grow with me. And when I was hurt by executives not wanting to grow with me, that was just a personal thing. If I can't grow in this coop, I got to fly it. And we all know what happens in a chicken coop, which I did get my dad a chicken coop. One will <laughs> kill them all. <laughs> and the one that won was Naked Neck. And I did name Naked Neck. So I love the basis of life. And I love how big we all can grow. But I think the nitpicking, like people could say, oh my God, like the Chrissy Teigen thing. But oh my God, I really hope on a deeper level that someone gets to go get like their me time and like get to meet their best selves. It's not really yeah. Yes, we all deserve an apology, but yes, that person deserves to be better because it magnifies in their space. Were there any other celebrities? Because I know people were trolling hard. Were there any other celebrities that you were shocked that were so judgmental of you when you were going through those late teens, early 20s? I mean, I, I think I've been let down by a lot of people who I've watched growing up. I think I was... 
I get very triggered by women who don't support women. And even in this assault case that I'm dealing with, it was the same thing again. Bethany Frankel, when it was about mom and like women stuff and boss stuff, yeah, it went to a whole other level on her show. It's, you know, I don't know if it was just Bethany Frankel. I I mean, I loved Howard Stern. Howard Stern never was judging me. He was just like, you go. His, wow. His other cast members were always like, Farrah took advantage of a man. F her. And it's like, wow. But women, again, it's like, oh, so it's okay to suppress women. Like, have babies yeah. up and go, like, do nothing. Women can be always taken advantage of, but, like, no. Yeah taken advantage of and like I feel bad either way when people are taken advantage of but I just learned like that's why a lot of men hate me (laughs) (laughs) I have have women who show up to just do my nails and they're like I told like my husband or my this and I was coming and they hate you because you give women like an ego or balls to do what they want I'm like Okay. 100%. Hate women. I guess that's a reason. Um, And so, yeah, that's why sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to date because I know like a lot of men who will be out will hate me and try to ruin my life. (laughs) Right. No, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Were you on the show when Bethany Frankel came for your ass or were you just a topic of conversation? Oh, no. Bethany had me on her talk show in New York. And you were under the premise that you were going on for what? Um, we were going on and just talking about, well, she was doing, I think like a drink or something at the time. I had a huge licensing deal, which was for novelty items. And I'm just used to being treated like that. And that's why I really don't, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, that's ugly. By the way, this is what I imagine. You're in that moment. It turns left. The audience goes quiet. You can see the camera zoom in on you. Like, no matter what, you can feel the camera zooming in on you. How did you respond in that moment? And how did you wish you would have responded in that moment? Well, I can't remember exactly word for word or what exactly happened after that. But I will say, whatever that impression was or whatever I take from that is that I handled it the best way and I don't feel anything about it uh, when you're asking yeah. like, like nothing comes to mind or I couldn't change anything. I handled yeah. it as best I could. Oh my God. I love this conversation. Just a sip, just some tea. It's just not- the sip, just some tea. You guys pick up Dream 20s from New York Times best-selling author Farah Abraham. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thank you so much, guys. This is great. Hey, you guys, thank you again for joining us for another week of Just a Sip. And don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell all your friends about it. Hit me up on Instagram at Justin A. Sylvester. And as usual, we will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Just a Sip.